Welcome back to episode 19 of Name, Image, and Podcast. Uh, I'm Kyle, your host. With me as always is Big Mike, but Big Mike, do we have a special guest for you all today? This has been a long, Fuck yeah, long we time do. in the works. Long time in the works. Finally got him on, the elusive, the one and only gambling aficionado, University of Miami Hurricane uh, know-it-all, super fan, some might even say, uh, Daddy Fat Sacks himself, Brandon Droz. What's Gucci, my Louis? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we figured this would be the perfect time because especially with all the coaching carousel stuff, probably the biggest one, uh, a little bit of movement. Obviously, it was the Oklahoma one from last week. You got the Lincoln Riley. You got um, Brian Kelly going to Notre Dame. And then it had been murmuring and murmuring. I mean, it's been going on for months and weeks like pretty much the whole year people have been saying oh look at watch out Cristobal going to going to Miami and I was like Brandon like how much do you really think this is going to happen and he texted me he said if we or basically when we hire Mario Cristobal I'll come on the pod and that was about a month ago and here we are today Mario Cristobal announced as the uh, head coach of University of Miami right off the heels of a shellacking a proper Whooping, oh god, the Utah uh, plug the every time. Utah fucking Utah plug every time. Pac-12 champs going to the going to the Rose Bowl, baby. Knocking on uh, it's just you know. We just we, talked we about before we hopped on here that we were gonna get in right into Mario Cristobal we'll, and somehow we worked in yeah, the Utah you, Utes again. That sets it up. That sets it <laughs> no, up I the know, context, Michael. Context clues. But Brandon, let's uh let's here. So you are my uh, lifelong Miami Hurricane fan. Yes. Uh you know, one of the one of the few, yes. not just because of the, the the thirty for thirty. Um, but yeah, what were your initial reactions? Was this was this your guy? Did you get him? This has been the guy um, since Mark Rick took over. Everybody was saying, "Oh man, they should go after they should go after Mario Cristobal back in you know twenty what was that fifteen sixteen whenever that was." They said, "Oh, they should have gone after him then." But he bolted. He was at Bama at the time, and then um, you know when Mark Rick stepped down, they wanted to go for him again. But that was after his first year at Oregon, and he firmly said, "No, I'm a duck." Uh, which basically would have been Willie Taggart 2.0 if he would have done it then because that would have been one and done at Oregon. But he definitely he doubled down and said, no, I'm sticking around at Oregon. They ended up going and getting Manny uh, Diaz after he had already committed to go into Temple and was at Temple for two weeks, and they didn't even conduct a search, didn't listen to anybody. They said, nope, let's just go right back out and get Manny Diaz uh, because he was already part of the staff and they didn't want to lose a bunch of recruits. Fast forward three years, here we are. It, the job wasn't even open yet either. It wasn't even like, oh, job's open now. It's Mario Cristobal's. Right. They went after him before the job was even open. And uh, <laughs> uh, to rephrase, by the way, uh, I texted you a couple weeks ago and said when they fire Manny Diaz, I'll hop on. I didn't know fire. who was going to be the right. coach. It could have been Lane Kiffin. It could have been <laughs> Mario fair. Cristobal, um, Art Bryles, Kendall Bryles. Could have been Hugh Freeze. Could have yeah. been anybody. But it's Mario Cristobal. Yeah. That's been my guy. And the entire situation was kind of sketchy, I guess, because – what sat friday night the ducks get blasted by uh, utah and then uh like saturday morning they start reporting that it's mario cristobal who's going to miami and you know much to the chagrin of a lot of ducks fans uh that's not gonna happen uh yeah it happened well and what's funny you know mike and i like if you go through the whole pot we are we are, do root for the hurricanes they, they are definitely on my rooting interest um i want them to do well and we had mentioned multiple times we're like it's a shame manny diaz is is probably going to get fired because right. I mean, when you have so many close games, you almost want to keep that coach around just because you're like all like a few bounce. And a lot of it was just luck. It was just unlucky. Mm-hmm. And you're like, 
if you flip three or four of those wins, that's a 10 win season. Oh yeah. That's Easy. a 10 win season, Easy. you know, and yeah. And, and I think what also makes it interesting and why Brandon, I think you're the perfect fit for this. You're also kind of an Oregon duck, Oregon duck fan and a very, <laughs> you were once part of the Oregon media scrum where you broke the news for Jonathan Smith, uh, becoming the head coach at, uh, Oregon state. Yeah. Jonathan Smith is the interim back. Uh, when they fired Gary Anderson, not even when they fired Gary Anderson, Gary Anderson just left. I was about to hop on and do a sports <laughs> update, like the 12 o'clock noon update, like I always started with. And John Canzano, who was actually a big part of the media cycle this weekend with Mario Cristobal, uh, came in the studio and goes, hey, scratch everything you're about to say. You can break the Gary Anderson is stepping down from Oregon State News and Jonathan Smith's going to be the interim. Here you go. We're going to talk about it in like five minutes when you open the show. But yeah, he threw it over to me broke it there um you know it was a big part of covering willie taggart leaving and then when mario cristobal actually got hired uh we were doing a live show during his introductory press conference so got to listen to that got to take reactions for that and the big question back then was well what happens when the miami job comes calling for cristobal is he gonna jump ship too and here we are four years later and mario (laughs) cristobal is finally wearing the u uh and not the o so, Brandon, right. I, let me let me ask you this because Kyle just alluded to it could have been a ten week season, at, you know, flip of a coin, and we're talking about a totally different scenario. Had now, I don't think a lot of like even in a perfect world, those all don't shake out. But a, a pepper in two, three more wins. Are we or even Florida talking State. about right? Like, are, are we talking about this right now, or did Manny Diaz do enough, or was the seat already hot before all this? I think the seat was already hot enough, but you know, maybe. They see that, okay, there was some, some I guess, friction with uh, Cristobal and what was going on at Oregon. Or uh, maybe, you know, you do want to go out there and take kind of an outside shot to improve your program. So I think if they do have a 10-win year, maybe Manny gets one more year. And, you know, maybe we're having this conversation next fall because Cristobal wasn't, you know, likely to just bolt. And Manny still had one more year left on his contract, I believe. So, you know, maybe you do give Manny that one extra season. And then if it doesn't pan out next year, then you're having the call. But... Uh, you know, it worked right. out this year. They had, you know, a chance to go after their guy and get him. And, you know, the future is bright. So I know, and, like, the lame, like, the lame kind of every coach who seems to take this role at Miami is always in some sort of way they're alluding to, like, reviving the swagger of Miami. <laughs> but for you, you're close to it. You're well weaved into this whole Miami fandom. Like, for you personally, what does it look like for Chris Ball to have to come in? Like, what's the first order of business to, like, really make a change? Uh, recruiting, I mean, like, what is it? Yeah, recruiting, the recruiting's the biggest one. And he's already starting to kind of, like, you know, go after some of his guys that he got to be commit from Oregon. I mean, he's down in uh, Texas trying to go after Kelvin Banks. There's a couple of defensive players from the Oregon commitments that said, hey, you know, I'll start listening to Miami now. And I think the biggest thing for him is locking up the Southern Florida recruits. Because when he was at Bama as an offensive coordinator and as one of their best recruiters, he was bringing in guys like Jerry Judy, Calvin Ridley, uh, you know, Alex Leatherwood. He, he was the main component in getting those guys to sign under Nick Saban. I mean, the brand sells itself, but somebody has to sit in the living room and sell it as well. So he was coming in and poaching a lot of those guys that Miami had on their radar. So I think now that if he can get back in there and, you know, as they used to say back in the day, put like a gate around South Florida and lock up what they call the state of the U. I think that goes a long way in at least trying to keep the talent base there. And then obviously coaching has to play behind that. Getting the wins is going to be the biggest thing because as he said, you know, we want people to come out to hard rock stadium. We want people to come and 
be energetic and for the team to have a good fan base behind it. But he also said in his press conference yesterday, uh, it starts with winning football games and we have to do our part. So I think if those right. two will go hand in hand. You win football games, people get excited, people come out and support it, and then, you know, it kind of goes from there. Well, and, and Mike and I talked on the last pod, too, that we're going to look back at this year, and I think this year is just kind of a um, a landscape change, really, because now people are starting to realize it's like we have to kind of maximize, and if we want to be a player in this game, like now is the time to do it. Obviously, we saw Michigan State do it with Mel Tucker, right? That kind of came out of nowhere. That was one of those first dominoes to fall. Then we saw um, uh, James Franklin with Penn State. Um, you know, we already know some of the coaches out there are already getting paid a ton, right? But it's more so either solidifying what you have because there's just so much money out there now. And I think you see that with a crystal ball in Oregon. I think that's why probably most Oregon fans, writ, you know, wrote that off. They were just thinking like, oh, well, we got Phil Knight's money. Like, like we could pay him however much we wanted. I do think the way those Utah games shook out, though, I, you know, I think that made Oregon's decision a little easier being like, well, we're not going to chase, you know, we're not going to chase that money, I guess, right? We're not going to throw the bag at them necessarily. They're Oregon. They can get whoever they want, right? And so it'll be really interesting to see kind of how Oregon rebounds from this and, and kind of see who they go after with the, their amount of money. But I think what it signals to everyone else is that, you know, my, <laughs> Miami by hook or by crook, will is is trying to be a player in this game you know they're they're using money that was generated from their medical <laughs> center i don't know all the specifics behind that but you know their medical center like racked in like 400 million dollars in profit and they're using some of that and putting it into the football program because it's all if you can get a successful football program the, the money just starts flowing out of your fucking noses um but just the whole search in general it's just it, very on brand for miami just being Maybe not the smoothest way, and boy, I'm just scrolling through Reddit right now, and there's article after article of just all these quote-unquote Big J journalists just roasting Miami. But at the same time, Miami's just saying, you know what, fuck it. Like, we want to we be back, right? We want to bring the U back, bring that swagger back. I think Crystal Ball is a big part of that. Um, I, I think I like Manny Diaz. I think he was a good coach. Players liked him. But he just always just, for one, he just looks so sweaty all the time. And he just kind of <laughs> had that same kind of like grim look on his face like, oh, God, please, please, why me, you know, type mm-hmm. of thing. And like, and Cristobal is out there just looks like a fucking, you could put a helmet Chiseled. on and still. <laughs> right, dude. It's so, I, I think it's a good, good pickup. I, I think it's a good pick. I think the U is, or Miami is one of those teams that it, college football is more fun when they use relevant. And uh, I think this is a, a big step in that in the right direction. Well, and a lot of people talk about how, oh, well, Miami doesn't draw the ratings. Miami doesn't get the eyes on the TV. What have we been talking about the last three days, non-game you know, game related, non-who's in the college football playoff, what are the bowl game matchups? We're talking about a team that won seven games last year, and that's just the, right. what the brand kind of carries with it. Yep, and, and they're an easy target, too. I think people like to kind of mm-hmm. dump on Miami a little bit. Um, and yeah, and they're getting Clemson's AD as well. Uh, dad, uh, dad, 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 Dan Radakovich is leaving, officially leaving for Miami on Thursday, as others have reported. So, um, shout out to Pete Thamel for posting that. But, and and yeah, who broke the news on that one? But my boy, John Canzano, last Friday, an Oregon yeah, sports writer put tweet. out on Twitter that Dan Radakovich is going to be the, I don't even know if that's how you say it, honestly. Uh, but he puts out so last Friday, oh, Dan Radkovich, Radakovich, he's going to be going to Miami, and everybody's like, what's this Oregon sports writer know about what's going on with, you know, Clemson athletic directors and the University of Miami and their program? And he was right. Right. 
Dude, it's been crazy. I mean, Mike and I, we had so much content last week, even more spilling into this week as well, because now you're seeing the head coaches, you're seeing all the coordinators. The other big head coach hire, uh, Brent Venables. Hell going yeah. Going to Oklahoma. So we know our Oklahoma Sooner fans, we kind of got some some quick reactions there. I, like, I think on the list that... Um, oh, it, it, the Beats list is hilarious. I know exactly what you're referencing, and it was hilarious because he, <laughs> he listed Daddy Stoops and then you know Younger Stoops, and he, he qualified that by saying, I, and I wish, in fairytale land. And I forgot who listed off the last two. But then he I was got like, it. <laughs> got yeah, right go ahead. Go ahead. Bob, so he said, number one, Bob Stoops, not happening, would be awesome. Number two, Mark Stoops, <laughs> also not happening. Number three, Lane Kiffin, love that. Number four, Luke Fickle. Number five, Matt Campbells. And then finally at the end, it'll be Brent Venables, though. <laughs> So, so I mean, like it was nailed head on, and which you know, it, I, like, it sparked. It sparked like there was some random dude who was like, it was a, it's an Oklahoma. I don't know if he has his own podcast or whatever, but just an Oklahoma fan account who was adamant that it was not going to be him. They're like, no yeah, way, no way. There's nothing to play for. <laughs> if it was Venables, we'd know by now. So yeah, talk about yeah. I mean yeah, and then uh, Katie Beats responds to told you. So um, yeah, shout out there and and I, you can't knock the hire, right? Brent Venables mm-hmm. every single season they've been like, where's Brent Venables right. going to go? Right. And it's the tall, you know, the the tale is old time is can the coordinator be a successful head coach? Absolutely. Well, and the, and the thing is that I was happy about that they didn't do in the Oklahoma search was a it kind of get lost in like kind of the name, the name grab, just go grab a big name. Obviously Venables is a big name, but when you look at Oklahoma, like this isn't a program and this isn't, you know, a football team that was in dire need of a, a total like reformation, right? Like they, like they have the tools, the recruiting's good. Like the foundation's right. there. Reloading. They're go- just, and yeah. I think this was the best move for a team that's about to move into the sec, right? Like I, he's going to make them l- maybe a little more hard nosed. He's going to make that defense a little more, you know, up to sec level of play. And, and so I think this was a very quiet, I mean, Cristobal to Miami is obviously there's, there's, you could take your pick at what is the best hire, like the big blockbuster hire. I think as far as, you know, practicality, this was by far the best one so far. Right, and and kind of tie it back to Miami as well. Uh, Clemson, quite frankly, is uh, is being rated. Dabo is losing his AD, his DC, and now his um, offensive coordinator is saying that he's been meeting with uh, University of Virginia because Bronco Mendenhall just was like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I, I'm out, guys. Um, so, you know, former BYU legend Bronco Mendenhall uh, out at – Virginia, but I mean this. I mean Clemson's been the only reason the ACC been relevant. It's been very. Uh, don't get me wrong. They're they're a big conference, but uh, it's cool to see Wake. It's cool to see um, Pitt do really well. But now Miami. I mean, uh, the the powers kind of shifted a little bit as well. And you know, I think Chris Ball can go in it there and really kind of make a splash right off the bat. I mean, if Clemson and Pitt are your biggest, they don't have the luxury that Clemson did, where it's just reload, 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 five star, five star, five star. Like those classes take time Kenny Pickett's a a once every other class type of guy um you know even Sam Hartman our boy uh at Wake Forest as well it's going to be those guys are going to have to rebuild Clemson appears is going to have to rebuild as well Brandon how do you like Miami's chances uh just uh, do you think it's going to be an immediate like boom we're going to see this right next season what kind of lease do you think Cristobal has? I think he's on like that ten year. It's like a ten year, eighty million ish is is what I understand. Yeah, he's getting eight mil a year, and then they're giving him kind of like, I, I mean, they give they're giving him eight million to invest in his uh, assistant coaches as well. So that's going to be one of those things yeah. where you know it's going to be about who he brings in now too. And 
you know, this is kind of like the perfect time for him to jump ship over to Miami because you look at just how down the uh, ACC was this year, especially. Obviously, Clemson's going to bring back, you know, DJ Uyunglele next year. They may have a good defense again because a lot of those guys were younger since they've graduated and sent a lot of guys into the pros the last couple. Yeah, losing you a little bit. Yeah, you're good. Keep it going. Damn, just like just like Dabo, Brandon's falling apart over there. Well, fucking. Brandon's getting called from Cristobal. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, Kyle, Kyle's really going to be put into the test with his editing abilities. All right. <laughs> Man, hey, one, we were mass comedy. You know, we can figure it out. Issues, but <laughs> hey, do you, it, do you want another? Do you want another clap Ready? in midstreams so you can pick it up? Yeah, Kyle, you give me a three, two, one. Oh. One, two, three, clap. Okay. Right, one. Yeah, three, two, one, clap. Yes. Are you recording again? Yes. All right, we're leaving it in there. Um, yeah. So, like you're saying, uh, Chris Paul, big assistant pool. Um, he's probably going to be expected just to pick up. And he's already bringing in Alex Mirabal, who was his offensive coordinator the last couple of years at Oregon. Um, supposedly, he's bringing in Aaron Feld, who went viral during the Alabama-Georgia National Championship game, the guy with the mustache, strength and conditioning coach, who he poached and brought yep. up to Oregon after mm -hmm. uh, Taggart left. So he's bringing in Aaron Feld as well, by all accounts. So that's something. Um, you know, that should kind of help out with the Miami strength and conditioning program, which, you know, was starting to get better over the last couple of years, but you know, it obviously starts with the strength and conditioning program there. So, uh, one name I've been hearing for offensive coordinator because Mirabal may just go and be the offensive line coach, uh, has been Joe Brady, who just got let go by the Carolina Panthers, uh, Ooh, who is also a big part saw of that. the Joe Burroughs, which is crazy to me. Oh my goodness. Right. Well, that's how you know Matt Rule. He's just he's coaching for his job, and he's like, "Well, someone's got to go. I can't be the bad coach, you right, know." So yeah, yeah dude. If, if Joe Brady lands at Miami, I mean, that's mm -hmm. especially with Tyler Van Dyme playing the way he did. I mean, come on, that right. that dude. That's just that's just crazy. Well, but really, oh, oh sorry, go ahead. no, no. I, I was just gonna say, like, this is the the pieces now that Brandon's painting this picture, right? Like, we it is kind of the lame cop, and like we're rebuilding the swagger at Miami. But, like, he's going, he's grabbing the pieces. We're like, this is very viable. And then another layer that you got to keep in mind, and, and this is not a lame leeway to another segment, but, like, NIL in Miami, I feel like it's not hitting its potential yet to what it could be just based off of, like, the program was kind of stuck in mediocrity. That sounds maybe mean. I don't care. But, like, all these, layer, all these layers getting built up and then NIL on top of that, like, you should be able to go recruit just about – I mean, build a gate around the U, the, the U pipeline or whatever Brandon called it earlier – but you should be able to go recruit just about anybody in the country. Uh, you know, if not this season, I would imagine next season, right? Like, the, the all these pieces coming together that Brandon's outlining, I mean, this is incredible. Yeah, yep. And, I mean, and with that, really, all the major programs now, I think, have pretty much filled their head. Minus Oregon. Minus Oregon. Vacancy. Who now is left with a huge hole. Well, because, minus Oregon. You know, there goes Cristobal, and you're getting ready to start Obviously, that early signing period in the next week and a half here, you're going into bowl season. Uh, you know, they're going to start losing other coaches left and right here. So it's going to be about 
who you can bring in to kind of keep that early signing period class intact as best as you can. You got to go back right. to go forwards or whatever that lay Matthew McConaughey quote is. Just call up Chip. Where's Chip Kelly? I don't even know where Chip Kelly is in this world. He's at UCLA. Just call right. Chip back He's up. In the <laughs> Get him back up. Oh, that's right. That's right. I totally right. forgot about the ball. Hey, give him the job yeah. back. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking along the lines. I mean, you, you think about like Urban Meyer, right? Mm. Urban Meyer, because let's be real. It's either. I mean, maybe if the NFL doesn't work out, maybe he's just done, right? So you don't know there. True. Um, true. You know, true. There, but there's a few other, a few others for sure. But one other coaching hire we got to mention too: uh, the Fighting Rams of CSU. They just got their coach, uh, Jay Norvell. Um, from Nevada. From Nevada. Uh, he's been all over the place as far. He's had great experience with the NFL. Um, he's been in the league for a long time. He's a big name in the program. Lots of really high-powered offenses at Nevada. Uh, it's about time. I think the Rams I think the Rams got a really good hire there. And uh, it'd be fun to see them not be complete ass because I feel like every time I've watched yeah. CSU Rams, just even by happen chance, I'm like, what? What is this? It's a winnable <laughs> conference. Like just be, just be a little bit above competent, and you should be able to compete just fine in the Mountain West. So yes, I, I agree. Brand new right. stadium. The stadium's kind of lame. They I don't new. think they've had a winning year right. in that right. new stadium either since they built it and opened it. Maybe no, they opened they it in 2017, and I'm pretty sure every season since then has not resulted in a bowl appearance. If, huh. if you're if I, you back to the Oregon job, I was just rifling through a short list of people who may. If you're Matt Campbell, do you pick up the phone if Oregon calls? Or are you pretty content oh, at sure. Iowa State? No, you, no, you pick I up mean, that phone. Absolutely, that'd be kind of absolutely. Fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. No, I mean there, there's that position won't be open very long. It, it just can't be the amount of money, the resources, facilities, jerseys, right, everything. Right. Um, <laughs> it's gonna have to be a big hire, and I think they're in a pretty decent position. I mean, yeah, recruiting is important, but Oregon can recruit right. anywhere in the nation. And you, you know, you know so. uh, still having a finger on the pulse of what's going on uh, up in Oregon and what's kind of going on with their fans. I still see a lot of Oregon talk all over my Twitter timeline. I still see it from a lot of folks that I either follow that retweet things or people that I follow that have their own very strong opinions. And, you know, you know me, Kyle and Mike, you know, I like to just go into the responses of anything controversial and just see what the people are saying. <laughs> and the one name that everybody keeps tossing out that is number one on their wish list right now is Lane Kiffin who had the offer, I believe he had the offer for an extension <laughs> Ole Miss. I don't think he signed it yet, but the lane, the lane train coming nope. to Lane County, because that's where Oregon is, uh, is, is heating up a little oh, bit. I see it in my timeline. And, and all I have to say to that is, you know, all the talk after Mario left, of we need to bring in a guy who is going to be here for the long haul, who's committed to being a duck. Lane Kiffin's not that guy. Lane Kiffin's you know, going to be there for three years and then bounce, no. and then you're left with the same position you're in right no. now. He's just a, he's a college football mercenary. He just shows up, he takes a program, and he just plays around with it for a couple Bands of years. Bands the hot and, women. Yeah, like, no, no, Brandon. Don't, 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 don't start, don't stand I'm on the table for Lane I know Kiffin. you'll be on the Twitter just feeding the fire. Um, I know, but chaos. I know I you like it. chaos. A few, a few more things we'll point out. I love this just because I'm on it right now. Uh, Miami tells media not to ask Mario Cristobal about the because process. Because the athletic of him being director hired. answered it afterwards. Uh, he, so he, 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 oh, he said not in the introductory conference. Right. I'll answer fair you enough. next. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and then lastly, too, I've uh, got to give a shout out to our boy uh, Cade Sweeney, the Ohio State Fighting Cade Sweeney's uh, hired Jim Knowles, uh, the 
Or Ken, is it Jim Knowles? Kenny yeah, Knowles. Whatever. whatever. Uh, yeah, Jim. Right. Is it out? Whatever it is. Knowles is now the defensive coordinator of the Buckeyes. That that they were convinced that you know the defense was the problem. Uh, obviously, got exposed. Kate did say that that was a possibility, and there it is. It ha- that that has happened. Um, Pitt o- uh, offense coordinator Mike Whipple resigns, uh, and he moved to Oklahoma as well, joining that staff with. Yeah, it is Jim Knowles. Okay, joining that staff with Venables, but. Yeah, I mean, really, that that for for now, as soon as we end this, I'm sure there's going to be more head coaching news. But I think finally, uh, we've kind of reached the end of the the very fun but exciting uh, coaching carousel there, which kind of brings us right into our next little bit here. No, um, no, nil. We are name image podcast. We love to touch on the different aspects of nil. This one just covers so many of just general interests here on this pod um i had i had to bring this one up and we'll just briefly touch on it five college football players signed nil deal with the wwe and in quotes that provides a clear pathway from collegiate athletics to wwe let me just name off some of these guys and their stats real quick john crane he's from portland state seven feet tall 400 pounds is going to be joining the uh the wwe glenn logan from lsu John Seaton, yeah, you know, some you know here and there, but that's what we love to see. That's what we want. Nil. That's how it should be used. Bro, um, <laughs> it's how it should. It's fifteen oh, now. Ahead. No, I'm sorry. It's it's so. I just pulled up the official article from WWE's website. It's it's fifteen, and I was I was running through the stats too. Uh, they have women. They have a female athletes in there as well. So, uh, I, yeah. But continue. So they 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 are grabbing a pretty big pool of of college people right off the bat. Just real quick, uh, Brandon, Mike, and I have already answered this, but Brandon, let's say you were a, a you know, let's say a center, right? Because you know you were all American flag football center uh, for our flag football team, roll tide, four time champ, four time champ, three time champ, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Uh, if you, what, what would your desired nil deal as an actual center or as you know the the flag football let's pretend you're an actual d1 center d1 you are a you are a d1 center on a a mid to high level college football program the tight end from the third string tight end from kansas who signed the nil deal for applebee's you may as well (laughs) just opened it up for that that's right you would have had your, oh my god, Dougie D would have been all over that. He would have already opened. Oh, how did we? How did we not do that? <laughs> oh man, Applebee's. That's right. Yeah, uh, slam dunk Applebee's. Um, oh, but anyways, fuck. we. That's how we. That's how nil should be used. How nil should not be used is whatever the fuck Texas is doing. Those cheating Ooh. bastards. You know they're gonna ruin it for everybody. They are. You know, so that. Uh, so Mike, you kind of found the story just uh, yeah, briefly. Yeah. So the the synopsis of it is is that it's it's it it was bringing to light kind of the uglier side of what nil and we, we this was inevitable and somebody was gonna use and abuse the system and leave it to those and it's goddamn been swines on, right? down in Texas. Yeah. But essentially, the big problem is the pay-to-play, right? Like, that's that's obviously a big no-no. You cannot pay directly a player to come play for university. That's the tale as old as time. Texas has found a way to circumnavigate that with a little wink-wink where they are building these nonprofits. Uh, in, they have multiple of them, I'm sure, for different programs and so on and so forth. But essentially, what they do is all the boosters – funnel money into these nonprofits, and then what the nonprofits turn around and do is they offer NIL deals to these athletes, which is fine on paper, but what's happening is is that, for instance, in Texas, they have a, I believe it was called the Pancake Foundation for the linemen, Pancake Blocks, I mean, get it, it's witty, 
but essentially any scholarship athlete on the University of Texas football team would get $50,000 guaranteed a season if they came and played for Texas. And they obviously they don't put this out in publishments. And this is not like in a contract scenario, and that's how they get away with it. But it's very much word of mouth, and like obviously news travels fast. And so essentially it's just it's telling these recruits, hey, if you come play for Texas and you're a lineman, and I'm sure there's other positions that fall into this, you are guaranteed X amount of dollars a year through this nonprofit. Like no matter your notoriety, who you are, how infamous you are, we will give you an NIL deal from this nonprofit foundation and you will get, you know, 50,000 or whatever the dollar amount is. So Texas has found a way to fuck it up for everybody. Right. And so just, just, I'm going through some of the comments on Reddit, which obviously are all true. Um, but you know, people are saying, okay, well, this is similar. Miami's done something similar. BYU's done something similar as well with their walk-on program. Right. Walk-on versus scholarship athletes at BYU versus Texas. It's six thousand dollars. Oh, oh yeah, so six thousand dollars a year at Miami, fifty thousand dollars a year at Texas. <laughs> uh, and then this comment, which I think just sums it up absolutely perfectly, it says. Texas is doing what every school with money was slash is going to do. People just hate it because it's Texas, and true. we love to hate Texas. Very true. Yep. <laughs> Fuck Texas. Fuck no, no, Texas is I'm totally, no. but, but it is. It is. It, well, it's it's like or, like it, this is what nil is, right? Like we we want to buy it, and it's fun, and it's peaches and roses, and everybody. It's you know, it's all golden. This is what is going to happen. Algo. They're going to abuse it. Algo. They're going to abuse it. So we can't really be mad, right? Like, but I think that what what people are getting up in arms about is that it's like we're not even trying to pretend anymore, right? Like it's like oh, like you're just like they probably make these kids go do like a you know two hours of community service and go play pickup basketball with some like kids, and then they're like, here's fifty grand now, go play football for Texas. So. I mean, I get it. Like, I get why we're upset, but it's like you can't tell me as a football fan who's knowledgeable in this whole realm that you didn't expect this to happen. Right. And and just another – I mean, I'm just going through – now some of the NIL deals are starting to get a little crazy. Maryland signs a deal with Sportsbook oh, Points Bet. Um, they're going to say they're going to have on-campus experience. So you're going to get uh, – I mean, like – it. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I I think sports betting's great. I think it's it's it's. I mean, it's the reason why college football exists and why these salaries are being paid right. the way they are. And same with the NFL. Like it, it just wouldn't be there without betting. Uh, I mean, just. Brain, hey, Brayden's itching at the bit. I could hear his heart rate. Betting, betting? sports betting right. on college on campus. Co- <laughs> Imagine if any of us had even enough disposable income when we were in college. I mean, we would be so fucked. I mean, uh, I don't know. It, that that just feels a little gross to me. Obviously. It, it, Right, right, and that, and that's and that's the thing. It's like it, it gives you the gross feeling because it's like we're okay. We're not even one full season into this nil thing, right. and like we're already just making it kind of blatant, right? Which now, now Brazzers. I mean, we got a Brazzers deal up there, right? Like, <laughs> when, like when when's that? When's that go? Right? You know, Jesus. I mean, you know, what happened to the? To the moral and ethics that college football that we all knew. Well, well, but in Braden, Braden, tell me if if I'm talking out of my ass here. If Miami wants to oh, wants God. to rise the rise the ranks of ACC and all of college football, start yeah. doing it right. Like I mean, just start take the Texas yeah, method because, and start I mean, doing you it. Think back to what was yeah. you know in the heyday essentially for both both the yeah. U part one and part two. What were the biggest things that were helping them win championships other than, you know, winning on the field? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, Uncle Luke in the 80s and early 90s. There was a lot of shady shit going on back then, which he says, oh, I just won't reveal it because, you know, oh, I don't want to be that kind of guy. Uh, the other thing here, too, 
uh, early 2000s, Nevin Shapiro, the rat himself. So you think yeah, about this. Right, right. For the Miami Hurricanes football program. Shady shit under the table with Uncle Luke. Shady shit under the table with Nevin Shapiro. Hey, hey. No. Nevin Shapiro is punching air right now because he's like, if I would have just fucking waited X amount of years, I could have right. just paid yeah. all these guys to come promote my clubs. And I would have been was the fucking, I would have been above table Nevin. legal Miami royalty. Yeah, I like how... I like how Shapiro was still somehow getting tweets out. I think he's in prison. He's I think he, prison, right? he has somebody he can, like, like, you know, obviously you get, like, the visits and everything like that. He probably just tells people what to say. Yeah. He's tweeting about Lane Kiffin, I think. I think he was saying that Lane <laughs> I was like, oh, you love to see that. Uh, he loves to be at NIL. I mean, we are – we're still just scratching the surface of it. You know, right. Auburn's launching an NIL subscription program, whatever the fuck that means. We've seen cryptocurrency. Oh, we've seen Applebee's. We've seen – uh, now betting, it's like you know, when does it end? But hey, I'm you know, I'm willing to bet for, that that Auburn, that Auburn subscription is probably like think of all like the games, like the the non popular sports games that get played that they broadcast that like, they used to broadcast for free because like Mesa used to do it too, right? Like they broadcast the whatever games. Now they're just going to make a buck, which isn't terrible. I like the idea actually. It's a pretty right. Smart I, idea. I liked I like it when they're getting creative. Um, you know, or creating programs, right? And you've seen that with Michigan State. You've seen that, I think, Oregon. I think Miami even did the same thing, where it is a designated program where they're going to be like, not only can you now get paid, we're going to actually use your college education because most of these guys, even though they're like, yeah, I'm going to be a uh, humanities major in college or whatever the fuck it is, or a fine arts major in college, you know, you're also a football player. Let's be real. You're not, you're not here to play school, right? <laughs> Now, like, they'll have not only will they have a degree, but they'll actually know how to, you know, for example, um, his name was Josh Butler. He used to play for Michigan State. He was like a, a decent defensive back and stuff, but he's huge. He has these two dogs that he has, and, and like he makes all these TikToks with them and things like that, you know. And that's something they'll that they'll learn how to do. Like, how do you set up your profile? How to like really maximize right. your outreach, being a you know a huge name or not even a huge name, just any name. And land yourself a deal with Applebee's, right? So <laughs> that's how we like to see it. But where it's just blatantly like, yeah, here's our bag, man. Here's our oil money. Like, you know, come play for Texas, son. Like, that's why, like, Texas, you're eventually just going to get a bunch of mercenaries. You're not going to have that culture there. You're just going to have the kids who go there, collect their cash, and then say, well, I already came from a rich oil family anyways, and now this is just making it even better. Um, I, I, it's just right, yeah, right, right, Kyle. But I mean, yes, I agree with you. And as good Samaritans, we have to sit here and pretend like, like, no, bad, right. bad. But if we could get back to an era of football where, like, you know, USC, Texas, Miami, like, like the powers to be were kind of spread out like across the country, across conferences, and like we had like that kind of mercenary style ball again. I, <laughs> oh my God, I would love it all. I would love it all. Yeah, no, I think with the portal, with NIL, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that wraps up our NIL news Nil. story. Nil of the week. Oh, last one. Last one. The Quinn Ewers thing. That was pretty crazy. Um, kind of as expected. Like, Quinn Ewers didn't last long at Ohio State. I think the writing was on the wall. I think there's no way you could just be like, yeah, CJ, sorry for that amazing season. You're a Heisman finalist. Right. Uh, we got this other kid who's coming in who already got paid a shit ton. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I didn't even read fully into it, that, but it it was it was essentially it was like it was a it was a it was tale. tied to the Texas thing, yeah. It was it, so it was that, but it was also there was another separate article that was kind of on the same uh, same wind. It was it was kind of like companies are now you know they're learning the hard way, and it's kind of a, a tale of weariness that you know like look at DJ Ungulolele, Spencer Rattler, Quinn Ewers, like 
so much money invested into these guys. Like, and like companies jumped the gun early, right? Like, cause it was a big wild west. Like it was a new thing. Uh, it, now we're learning our lesson, right? Like companies are kind of learning, like you can't really like you invest money in them, but don't be investing the amount of money that they were because all those big players that kind of came to the table first when this was announced all fizzled out in like the notoriety and the market value for them was not nearly what they were getting paid. So right. it, it was kind of like in the same breath of like, you know, be warned. Like we, we learned our lesson and moving forward, we're probably not going to see at least before the season starts. Right. Cause that's what happened this year. Like before the season started, it was like, we had the poster children and Ongulele and the Dr. Pepper commercial. They said moving forward, you could probably expect to see these NIL deals start popping up maybe like midway quarter way through the season when we identify like who's actually going to be getting some airtime. Right. Yeah, and that uh, yeah, it's just gonna be crazy, especially with the transfer portal and everything. And now with the money flowing around. Speaking of a name in the transfer portal that has to have some nil deal lined up, uh, Decoldest Crawford uh, decommitted from LSU. Ooh, um, and if I'm him, I, I guess he's not 21 yet. I was immediately thinking Coors Light. Well, Cold, until Cold then, the he, can go get a, he can go get a like a Yeti or Yeti. Like a cooler I mean, sponsorship. Right. Decoldest brewmate. Uh, Love me, my brewmates. is part. He's with Dr Pepper. Just sign with a you know beverage company, bro. DeColdis, and he just has a whole Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper's the goat at the college football commercials. (laughs) DeCola? Yeah. That was pretty good. Uh, Yeah. Anyways, love it. Love to see it. NIL is fucking wild. It's it's just, you know, who knows what's going to happen next. But... Um, yeah, guys, I guess we are a college football podcast and college basketball. Hey, hey, um, hey, 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 hey. But college football just wrapped up the championship weekend for the conferences. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, there was, uh, just, there was some Just get it out of the way. Say, All right, we're, start the clock, Brandon. You have five minutes, Kyle, to talk about the Utah Utes <laughs> starting now. Get it out. Time. That's a lot of Let's time. Let's hear about I mean, it. <laughs> Right, guys, That's we, we posted that. As soon as I saw those those candy ass cookies and cream jerseys from Oregon, I said, I said Utah by a thousand. I mean, come on, don't come out here with your little listen, shit. Listen, listen, Where, listen. Like, don't I love Oregon uniforms? I love all of them. But it's like just stick with the, the even just right. the crazy ass neon shit. Like right. the eggshell, I was like, eh. I I thought for sure, and there I I could have been uh, a little weasel, and I could have went back and deleted all my tweets that I was standing and pounding on the table for Oregon for. Uh, I was dead wrong, <laughs> and I hate Mario Cristobal for now because I thought they like you got like smacked once. You're gonna come out, and I thought for sure win the game at the very minimum, make it competitive. Indeed. I just watched the same game twice, just in a different stadium. Like Utah just had their way with Oregon again. Like Imposer will did whatever they wanted. Wasn't well, even close. And, and say what you want about right. Mario Cristobal and me. Uh, as a lot of Ducks fans on Twitter have been saying, the inability to make adjustments game by game. What are you supposed to do with Anthony Brown as your quarterback? I mean, I messaged Kyle <laughs> weeks right. into the season, right around the Ohio State game, and said, Anthony Brown's not – he's going to be the reason Oregon doesn't win football games. And, you know, he's pretty much all That's you got. Fair. You got Ty Thompson, who is a true freshman, who is an Elite 11 quarterback, who is going to be the future at Oregon if he so chooses to stick around there. You know, it just – he wasn't ready from everything that yeah. I've been reading, everything that people have yeah. been saying up there. He wasn't ready to play. And you don't just yep. thrust him into the championship game like that. Right. That's fair. That's right. fair. Well, and, and I feel like if you're if you're a Utah fan, uh, Kyle, lifelong, like Escondido <laughs> was still rocking Utah back in the day. If you if, – obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but you got to start thinking, like, if we would have just made the switch to Cam Rising – 
made, oh, I mean, yeah. you had to learn with we Charlie Brewer, don't get me wrong, but like that's kind of shitty because like that that Here, could, that could have been a one loss team. <laughs> hear me out on this, and and I get that, and, and we could easily. Sure, I, I think sure. right now Utah probably could compete with anyone in the country, but. Boys, let me tell you, the Rose Bowl is not a bad option. And especially, like, I think Ohio State's good. I think that's oh, going right, to be a yeah. really tough matchup. But winning the Rose Bowl, they could – I mean, it'll be nice. We get to watch Alabama and Georgia and Michigan and, and play their little playoff games or whatever. <laughs> but uh, nothing like the Rose Bowl. So, But I get it. Especially just, like, the turmoil in the season. Yeah, that would have been something really special. This team in general is already special, what they've had to overcome. That's fair. And I just didn't feel like Oregon was going uh, to end that. Uh, and – um yeah, it, it, crazy game. That kind of kicked off the weekend, though. Um, you had UTSA um, winning Conference USA, uh, the Fighting Rocky Lombardis in Northern Illinois. What a great season. They went 0-6 last season, came back, and won the MAC this year, 41-23 over Kent State. Um, craziest, I, I think one of the craziest games of the weekend was the Baylor-Oklahoma State. You know, and anyone oh, who bet the over, you know, maybe that, maybe that Big Twelve, <laughs> yeah, maybe that Big Twelve is just that—that's our grandfather's Big Twelve now. I think maybe they play defense, and I think Brent Venables, even though I guess Oklahoma's leaving, so never mind. I was going to say that's a defensive coach hire, but yeah, they're leaving. But um, yeah, maybe the yeah. Big Twelve is all about defense. Now. Well, in, in that, that was why that was why everybody this year was, you know, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma State and Oklahoma are always in the same conversation of like, the, there's no doubt your offensive ability is there. Like, the, like no doubt. Like you will put the up skill points, players. Yep. But this year, Gundy put it together, and their defense was incredible. And and for big for Big Twelve standards, let me clarify. And I think that that's why that's the most gut wrenching loss because I think that they definitely could have they would have gotten the playoffs had they won the Big Twelve championship and it would have been fun to have watched them play any of the three teams that are in there now because that that was a very well rounded Oklahoma State team this year. Yeah, yeah, that was a big story. Just couldn't quite got just just a couple inches short. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, um, but hey, good for Baylor, I guess. Um, they they've kind of rebounded pretty well. Um, their head coach, Dave Aranda is going to be a very hot commodity. I'm sure Baylor has money to keep him. Right. Dave Aranda is going to be there or thereabouts, even with possible NFL jobs. Uh, very solid coach there. Um, so that was a Big 12 championship. Uh, the Fighting Utah State Aggies, shout out to them, took down my hometown, <laughs> San Diego State Aztecs. I have no, really, I, I pulled for him. I like Brady Hoke, but... Uh, yeah, good for Utah State. Just fucking shit on forty six and thirteen. Is Utah um, is Utah uh, a football state now? Are we? Yeah. I mean, BYU, Utah State, dude, and <laughs> sheesh, yeah, crazy. And and they had RSL playing. They're not a Western football state. Title, you know, against uh, Brandon's. Yeah, they're not the football state. Yeah, we're Almost not, done. We're not that yeah. far. Oh. Yeah. Um, Louisiana Lafayette took down Appalachian State. Um, you know, pretty good matchup there, the fun belt. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette, their coach, too, is going to be looked at. I can't remember off the top of my head who it is, so I'd sound terrible, but he's been mentioned a lot. Uh, but then we had Alabama-Georgia, where a lot of yeah. people lost a lot of money. Because who would bet – who in the right mind bet against Nick Saban? <laughs> I mean, no, wait. I, don't I actually won money on that game. I bet on the – I bet on the – Oh, okay, like, oh, okay, yes, okay. <laughs> You can't bet against Saban when you've got double oh, the, mon- double the no. money sitting in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I yeah. I think it's fair to say, though, that we all thought that this would have been a much close. Like, I thought this would have been Alabama ball in hand, last possession of the game. Like, I thought it was going to be that game. I did not imagine that Alabama was pretty much going to control this game through. And, and for Bryce Young to have the performance he did on this Georgia defense – 
also incredible. So I think that, uh, again... Yeah, I mean, that that won the Heisman, right? I mean, especially after, like, the Auburn game last week. Yeah, they didn't play well, but he made the winning play. And then he comes out and just like, uh, yeah, that that had to have won the Heisman. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's this is there is coaches in in every sport, but there's only a handful of them: the Nick Sabans, the Bill Belichicks, the Tom Izzo's to a degree. You know, Roy Williams, Duke, or excuse me, Coach K. But like Nick Saban won that game. Like obviously the players win the game, you know, realistically. Yeah. But like Nick Saban, being the coach that he is, like. To go and barely squeak out a win against Auburn, lose to Texas A&M, have a couple close calls with Arkansas, and then get their team ready for this game and put on the performance they did, like it's it's incredible to watch coaches like obviously generational still, talents. Still undefeated against uh, his Jimbo. Jimbo has none of his assistants. Twenty four. Yep. Twenty four and one is Jimbo. So he was <laughs> on his point, staff yeah. as an assistant. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Crazy. Crazy. Um, yeah, just kind of wrapping up Cincinnati. They're in the playoff. That's that's exciting. I think it's finally bound. You know, it's mm. bound to happen. Uh, good for Cincinnati mm. getting it done. They maybe needed some. Brandon, help. what what's um, the what's the because they play? No, they play Bama. Georgia, right? No, Bama. What's what spread do you need to see that you'll take Cincinnati to cover? What like how many points does Cincinnati need to be given before you feel comfortable? I mean, maybe fifteen before I like feel comfortable because like. It all Ooh. depends on the start, right? Okay. It depends on how, how hot Cincy comes out. Right. If Cincy comes out, Dick's swinging, and they're like, you know what, we're going to try to hang with the big boys here and at least lose late, I kind of like that. But at the same time, if it's somewhere around okay. like, okay. I don't know, like 10 and a half, I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that because I know Bama has the ability okay. to go out there and okay. smoke opponents. All right, fifteen yeah. points. Oh, that's a good. You know what? That's a good answer. I, I thought more like in the seventeen, twenties a lot, but I thought for sure. But yeah, fifteen feels like a comfortable number. I think it'll be. I think there. some early spreads have been released. Um, let's see if I can find that real quick. I don't think. I don't think I'm going to be able to find it. But yeah, I think that's that'll be interesting. There's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of interesting right. matchups in this ball game. And uh, to wrap it up, uh, Pitt, uh, Pitt wins the ACC. Good for Kenny Pickett, Heisman finalist. There's no need for him to play in the Peach Bowl. Kenny, just go ahead. You're going to be the first quarterback taken. So you're saying that for hey, listen, listen, listen. I don't think they. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, just take take a seat. Take a seat. Uh, you're good. Here's one thing though. If you're if you're Sparty's defenders and he's in the open field, light him up. Like the fake slide was fun. Like it was a great the highlight reel. Like guy, you you can't be fake giving up yourself and then rattle off a tutty and not expecting for somebody it. to kill you. Yep. Uh, okay, real quick. Uh, projected lines. Wait, so, um, wait, the, wait. There's wait, one more game you're skipping game. over, Kyle. We have, Kyle, uh, Kyle, we have one more game. <laughs> wait, come on, Kyle. Was it? Kyle. Was it, uh, Kyle, come on. Michigan, Iowa, congrats to, congrats to the Wolverines. That was a hell of a season. Um, there was a lot of fight in that team. <laughs> a lot of fight. Uh, Iowa's just horrible. Iowa, fucking, I would rather have Nebraska in there. Jesus Christ, Iowa was just horrible. But, yeah, Michigan, I mean, they're they're unstoppable. Aiden Hutchinson's fucking ridiculous. Ajabo's fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah, and they found a way to get done. Finally, took them long enough. But, uh, congrats. You guys won the Big Ten title. Uh, we came up with the so, Oh, and then, sorry, there's actually one more game. Uh, the game that I don't know if anyone even showed up to it. So, I don't even know if it really happened. But USC did play it. did. <laughs> oh, yeah, this was it. The forget about it bowl is what that should have been because there was a Cal nobody there. 24 and 14. Look at the USC Trojans. I never would have thought if you would have asked me 10, 15 years ago, would I be looking at a USC team that went 4 and 8? 
uh, and just got boat raced by Cal of all teams. Not even bowl eligible Cal. That's that's crazy. So the, how the mighty have fallen, but hey, Lincoln Riley. Yeah, he's luck. got he's got his he of all these coaches who've been hired, he has the most work cut out for him. You guys got to watch his introduction video. Oh, it was so fucking, bad. It was horrible. Oh, dude, it's just bizarre. Fucking fight on, get, baby. Get the fight get the on. get the tuba guy. If you're coordinating this mess, why do you have the tuba guy right in front of the podium? You couldn't even <laughs> see Lincoln Riley. This is embarrassing. Uh, okay, so this is from uh, Brett McSmurphy. Uh, projected uh, college football playoff title lines: Georgia minus one and a half. Alabama Ooh. minus six and a half. No, wait, oh. that, they're giving Bama six and a half. I'm uh, seeing thirteen and a half. I guess it's. I guess I mean, we're, these are all, all these are yeah. all unofficial. So I'm if sure you they're very. This is cast, all. They usually have a line from who's this one from? Oh, this is. Oh yeah, yeah. They MG, use. I think MGM, they use MGM, they? and it says minus thirteen and a half. Which again, I still don't think I want to touch that. If for for Cincy's sake, I don't want to touch that. I may take it for Bama because okay, that's a two yep. touchdown win. The, right. the formatting is all wrong. Yeah, I was showing minus. Yeah, minus fourteen, so minus thirteen and a half. Yeah, um, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's. I mean, the guy Vegas just knows, don't they? I think it's all rigged. <laughs> well, well, um, this is this is this is. Listen, they're mo- they're they're moving the line. I mean, they're gonna throw like they're gonna put it up, and then they're gonna wait for all these schmucks right. to start betting, they're the and then they're gonna move yeah. it. Yeah, like this is Vegas is gonna win regardless. It doesn't matter what Vegas. Line Vegas always out. fucking wins. It doesn't matter. It, you know, my th- right. my three dollar parlay that won me a hundred bucks. I thought I felt like a fucking that was cool. a genius. And Vegas here. is like. <laughs> We'll be we'll be okay. Yeah. yeah, they're like we'll be okay. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> but yeah, so so we have Georgia, Michigan is going to be the matchup. Cincinnati, Alabama. Um, and I think they got it right. I mean, you can't just put Georgia, Alabama right back up right. against each other. Right. Uh, we'll see how Georgia rebounds. Uh, yeah, Michigan, I think can beat just about anybody at this point if they win a national title. The pod's over. So <laughs> mark it down. Right. Well, hey, hey, hold on, hold on. <laughs> putting, that, putting that on the airwaves now. Okay. They win it all. We will not be doing the pod. Go ever again. A goal, go around. Well, all right, we'll go around. Everybody, you know, skip. Start us off. Give us your projections here. Give us, give us the who wins and who wins the entire deal. Yeah, we're gonna do that, and then we're gonna pick our favorite bowl game after that. Yeah, so, absolutely. It just, just, yeah. just quick fire. Give okay, me, give me who you. Want. <sighs> I, I'm not going to bet against Nick Saban. I, Alabama, right. unfortunately, right. it's it's Alabama's year and it's Duke's year, like you've already said. <laughs> so <laughs> so well, no point in even watching any college basketball, no college football. I'm sure the Patriots or the Bucks are somehow going to win the fucking NFL, and then the Lakers are going to win the NBA. <laughs> Fuck. Braden, uh, as far as the natty you? goes, I think it will be I, – I, it's tough because that Michigan-Georgia game is such a pick because it could go either way, but – I'll, I'll go with Alabama versus Michigan, and Bama's going to come out on top, and they'll win it by like nine or some shit. Okay, okay. I like I like the Alabama Michigan route. Michigan, like really, the blueprint here. Just keep like make Stetson Bennett have to beat you. Like just do everything yep. you need to do to make Stetson Bennett beat you because we saw it late game against Alabama. He is not going to do it. He just cannot do it. And J T. Daniels, you can throw him in there. Also, not going to do it. Keep it close. Win the game at the end. Alabama's gonna win it regardless. And shout out Alabama basketball. They beat Gonzaga. Is Kyle? I mean, <laughs> it's over. Yeah, it's, it's over. It's chalk. It's all chalk. So, yeah. So now, just real quick, a favorite or what bowl matchup are you looking forward to the most that doesn't feature one of your rooting interests? Ooh. 
Okay, okay, okay. I mean, by default, people, in, they love the Arizona okay. Bowl will be fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I, okay, I that, that's what I was going to say. Scott Stapp, I mean, we are not Barstool shills by any means, but they're doing it right. I, like, I'm all for like, how they're shaking things up because, you know, Fuck, fuck the system. Well, in, in in a long um, in a long term play, I hope that this is, I hope that this is kind of it, it pushes other bowls to start it, because the value of these bowls was lost when the playoffs was created, right? Like the Rose Bowl, just by name brand, has some value. Tostitos, you know, but in the Orange Bowl and shit like that. But those are often just coined in for the tournament. Uh, you got to find a way to make these bowls fun and exciting and actually mean something. So I'm I'm interested to see how that plays out. Strictly game aside, I, that one just production. Some of the most fun one, the Bahamas Bowl is always off the rails. So <laughs> the Bahamas Bowl is uh, Toledo, Middle, Middle Tennessee State. Um, we got like the Duke the Mayo Bowl, matchup. which is I got a fun match. Right? Yes. Uh, the That'll Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl, Oregon State, Utah State, like the Gary the, Anderson the, Bowl. <laughs> by the way, so dumb. There's a lot of right, good matchups right, here, like that right. have kind of weird in yeah that's, UCF, that's my Florida. biggest one you were saying yeah. which one for teams we don't have rooting interest in i actually work with three guys that played at ucf both in the winless season and the national championship in quotations season and i asked them i was like oh who'd you guys get i didn't see the bowl game and they said we get florida so i think that's gonna be a great bowl game it's in tampa you're gonna have oh, a yeah. huge draw for both teams and you know on the twitter rounds as a miami guy and with Miami, FSU, and, and Florida being the big three, everybody says we should kick FSU or Florida out and add a UCF into it. This could be their their staple into the big four at least. And and I love this one in very fitting fashion. Mike's beloved Arkansas Razorbacks. Hey, oh, hey. <laughs> Razorback outback back back blue and onion. Do we, is the SEC oh, the blue and onion? Is that oh, the man. one we get if the SEC wins? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. What it, uh, is it? I think SEC is Blue and Onion, and then if Big Ten is the Big Ten the other one. It's the it's the no no it's no. The what, yeah yeah Big Ten, but like what's the, the um? Nah, dude, we got Big Ten all the way. <laughs> it's Strictly the for other. the fucking it's apps, the bro. Big. Brain, I'm upset that we missed we missed uh, Shrimp <laughs> Fest this my, year. My my, my loving girlfriend is allergic to shrimp, so I couldn't go. <sighs> she I could go just sit there and watch. I mean, they serve. They serve like chicken. She's a vegetarian. <laughs> you should have kissed. Yeah, eat some. <laughs> oh shit, that's right. <laughs> Love it. Uh, this is hey, Brandon. Uh, thanks for coming on. Perfect timing. Uh, it's been a long time coming. We'll have you back on. Practice again. We'll this have, on Wednesday. Uh, fuck, if any if fucking idiots want to come on, yeah, fucking get on here. Um, and we're yeah, gonna start uh, talking college basketball at some fucking point, people. And we're gonna lose Kyle, like half our Kyle half refuses, our refuses, and I don't know why. Michigan State is a basketball school. <laughs> fucking, I love college me. basketball. I know, but we, it. It, I'm just getting, I'm getting anxious because you know it's, we, you got a lot of good basketball. The ACC Big Ten Challenge was, was the great. most even year it's it, been. We just ever, got so as far much as wins good. and losses. Yeah, it's crazy. It was. It's been fantastic. Yep. Love it, but hey. Uh, for Big Mike, uh, for Daddy Fat Sacks himself, Brandon, uh, thanks for listening, guys. We will uh, be back to wrap up Bowl Week, and then, yeah, we're going to start talking playoffs. It's, playoffs! It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, so stay tuned. Like, review, subscribe to the pod. Follow us on Twitter, at NameImagePod. And, uh, yeah, just have a great rest of your week. I love you.